Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to the Biz Weekly Recap. I'm Mary Beth Hughes, here to give you what you need to know as this week of session wraps. Here are our top three stories of the week. Number one, education wins big at the Capitol. Number two, the House passes the budget. And number three, SB 269 was voluntarily deferred in Senate labor. All right, let's kick things off with education. On Wednesday, the House passed HB 33 by Representative Philip DeVilliers, which creates ESAs for children from military and foster families and students attending schools with D and F ratings that have been denied a transfer. Rep DeVilliers said it best when he said House Bill 33 is about one thing. It's about giving more choices to meet the needs of our future, our children, and giving them the best chance to succeed. Representative Jason Hughes also spoke favorably on the bill. Here's what that sounded like. I just want all of our kids to succeed. I want all of our kids to be on a path to prosperity because I'm tired of being last in education. I support our public schools. I support our teachers, and I support our children. And Representative DeVillier, I support this bill. HB 33 now heads to the Senate floor. On the Senate side, the Senate passed lobby-supported corporate charter bill SB 145 by Senator Kirk Talbot, which would allow charter schools with a corporate partner to apply directly to Bessie as a Type 2 charter school providing choice to parents while also driving up economic development, which to us is a win-win. So this bill will now head to the House floor. In committee yesterday, Senate Ed heard two lobby-supported school choice bills, SB 50 and SB 203 by Senator Sharon Hewitt. As a reminder, uh, we touched a little bit about this on last week's episode, uh, but SB 50 would provide students the opportunity to transfer to a high school offering certain programs aligned with college and career readiness, which in turn allows them to pursue their high school diploma at the same time as pursuing a post-secondary degree. And SB 203, also by Senator Hewitt, creates the Reading Education Savings Account Program, otherwise known as RESA, allowing for ESAs for students who are reading below grade level in the second or third grade. Both bills pass favorably out of committee. And now for the fun stuff. Um, We're about to break down the budget. So on Thursday... The House took up a package of state budget bills, including the state's $38 billion operating budget, the construction spending plan, and the legislative and judicial budgets for the fiscal year beginning on July 1st. The package of bills totals roughly $45 billion and now heads to the Senate. A few big ticket items we want to mention. So the budget includes $500 million for the Unemployment Trust Fund. Big education investments, including $1,500 teacher pay raises and $500 for support staff. Funding for the judiciary increased by $11 million, bringing the total judiciary budget to $194 million. And $500 million to the Revitalizing and Developing Infrastructure in All of Louisiana Fund. And this is the new transportation fund allocating $400 million for construction and $100 million toward road preservation and repair. So one note on that, when the budget was in, legislators made a promise to end this session with a substantial commitment to the Baton Rouge Bridge and the Lake Charles Bridge, which is very good news. 
And in our final story of the week, yesterday, Senate Labor took up SB 269 by Senator Regina Barrow, which is a constitutional amendment that would establish a minimum wage of $10.25 in 2023, increasing it by the rate of inflation. And at Lobby, we believe that this bill could cause a domino effect of consequences leading to higher costs of goods and services. And our very own Jim Patterson went to the table in opposition of this bill, which you can watch in Thursday's Daily Recap. All right, now it's time for one more thing, how we close out all of our episodes. And we're very excited to have a special guest on the episode today, our newest edition, Lauren Haddon. Lauren, thanks for coming on. Hello, thank you for having me and having me here at Lobby. I'm excited to be here. Of course. My um, podcast um, debut. Exactly. It's definitely a Lobby rite of passage. So we're <laughs> happy to have you here. Um, so let's get started. So tell us about your background and where you join us from. So um, I come from Taylor Porter, um, which is a a pretty mid-sized law firm down the street. Um, I practiced for six and a half years. I was a partner there and did mostly civil defense, um, insurance defense litigation, a good bit of employment litigation, kind of a hodgepodge of of kind of whatever came through the door um, to some extent in the beginning. But as I kind of made my way through, I did mostly, um, you know, defending insurance companies and their insureds, um, which kind of, I think, provides me a unique perspective here in the sense that, you know, I've I've handled trials, I've I've handled appeals, I've, um, you know, seen how this legislation and how laws, you know, work outside of just the capital and how they work, you know, in practice. So I think that um, it gives me a unique perspective in the sense of kind of coming into this with an outsider, not um, super policy-based um, mindset and insight. So with your legal background, kind of a two-parter, what are you going to be handling at Lobby as far as issues? And what are you most excited about um, in this new transition? So I'm going to be the director of the Civil Justice Executive Council and the Energy and Environmental Executive Council. Part one. Um, what am I most excited about? I think for me, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely very excited about the the energy and environmental sector because that's something I have a little bit less of a base with um, and, and the idea of a challenge and doing something new and something that you know, isn't necessarily in my wheelhouse um, per se is exciting to me. I think with respect to, you know, the judicial and civil justice groups, what I'm most excited about is kind of getting to interact with, um, you know, judges and lawyers and other people in a different capacity and kind of using and utilizing what I did in my prior quote unquote life um, and and kind of melding that and transferring that here Um, and just seeing, you know, some positive changes that I think, you know, can certainly impact both the legal profession and kind of the legislative side of this all in once. Um, I think that there's a lot of good that can be done. And I think it's it's important for us to remember as we're kind of working our way through these the, the legislative session and working through our way through policy changes that, you know, what what we do and what, what everyone does here at the Capitol has, you know, a significant effect on what goes on down the street in the courtroom. Um, so I'm excited to work with people in a different capacity. Um, my job, my previous job, obviously, was you know pretty adversarial in nature. And so I'm, I'm really excited, and I think it's going to be really fun to be able to work with, you know, 
attorneys that I worked with um, that were, you know, yeah. at once, you know, opposing counsel or co-counsel um, and, and judges and kind of be on the same team definitely, um, and do this from a, from a different perspective while also, you know, learning a lot more about the legislative side of it. Right. So, well, speaking of the legislative side of it, I would venture to say most of the people listening to this podcast are Louisiana politicos. So if you're listening and you see Lauren at the Capitol in the coming weeks, be sure to welcome her. Please tell um, me hi and introduce <laughs> yourself. I'm making friends now. I feel like I'm at summer camp for now, the, um, the camper trying yes. to, to learn my way around the Capitol and figure out where things are and, and the lingo, but I'm excited to be here and um, I look forward to, to the future. Yeah. Well, like I said, we are very excited to have you a part of the team. Thank you. Thanks for being here, Lauren. Thank you. And with that, stay tuned for next week's Sounds of Session episode where we sit down with Approps Chairman Z Zarang on the budget. You don't want to miss it. As always, thank you so much for listening and have a great weekend.